Al, we're at, we're past the milestones. Now we got the long climb back to another one. So it's just you know, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Back to normal. Back to normal. Whatever normal is. Our normalcy is here once again. Oh boy. So hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello, are you going into a fake southern accent too? I was going to make a joke about that, but that is not appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> anyway. Super inside joke there. Yep. Uh, anyways, yes, hello, we're we're back, we're doing some stuff, we got some video games to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. One that got announced and one that Al played. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Al played whatever the new Monkey Island is called. Return to Monkey Island? Return to Monkey Island. Return to Monk. Monk. And uh, we're going to talk first, before we get into that, we're going to firstly talk about a game announcement that came out over the weekend, which was very surprising, let's say. (laughs) Yeah, it it sure is an announcement. (laughs) I just remember, I I was hoping you were awake for this, because I remember texting you this and it's being like, huh. (laughs) And you were just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I, so, oh, man. So the Love Life Squidal Festival Fan Fest was this weekend, um, and they were teasing this. There's a big announcement that's going to happen during the closing ceremony. They had a countdown mm-hmm. and everything for it. Mm-hmm. And you and I were speculating that, like, oh, they're going to probably put, like, Liella into All-Stars because, you know, they're very missing in that video game. Let's and it's say. the third anniversary of All Stars, like this week, right? And they're they're about to head into a new chapter of the story or new season of the story. So like, a lot Everything of this, a lot of fit. yeah, a lot of these puzzle pieces seem to to fit right in. But then they just went and threw us a just big sweeping curveball, mm-hmm. and we're like, nah. <laughs> How would you like Love Live School Idol Festival two? <laughs> we're just like, what? What? Excuse me. I mean, huh? I guess, sure. Um, yeah, what a weird thing that got announced. Like, um, School Idol Festival has been out for now nine years in Japan, eight years here right. in the states and globally. So, like, it is an older game, and like, you know, a lot of times with older games like that, they eventually get shut down and siphoned off to do something else or whatever Mm -hmm. so the fact that they're making a sequel is kind of it's kind of surprising but also kind of not surprising because i feel like we've seen the writing on the wall in terms of sif for a good long while now in terms of like you know event output card output some of the weird changes they've made to that game in the last 12 to 18 months Mm -hmm. so like it definitely has felt like they are kind of winding down that game. So coming out with a new one makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but it's still re- real weird and surprising to to say the least because uh, they just basically announced it. They're like, hey, hey, all the groups are here. All the songs are here. It's like, yeah, that's kind of just what School Idol Festival is too. So like, mm-hmm. or not like the sequel, but like the original is. So it's like, you're not really announcing anything new other than we're making a new version of this, I guess. Um so yeah, that was kind of bizarre. I guess the the one big caveat is of this is that like they are cutting K Lab games out of this. 
Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. As the, I mean, they already cut them out of being the developers of All-Stars, so it is not that surprising that they're just like, now nah, we're going to go with someone else entirely. But they haven't but, announced who yet. They've not announced who. They know, like, the only thing on the website is that, like, hey, Bushi Road is publishing it, and it's in collaboration with Bandai Namco Filmworks. That's it. And that's basically all the information we have other than, like, all the groups here, all the songs here. Like, there's no information on, like, what the gameplay is going to be, which I'm assuming is just going to be pretty much the same. They did say it's a rhythm game. Right, it is a rhythm game, obviously, because I don't think they're going to make a sequel and make it drastically different. That'd be very wild. Um, and I think somewhere on here they say, like, it is a, an easy-to-play rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all songs from the Love Live series in this easy-to-play rhythm game. So, like, that kind of is very explan- explanatory of just Squad Festival in general. So, I would assume, like, there's not going to be a whole lot of, like, differences between the two in terms of, like, just the gameplay as well. There's nothing, they've not said anything about, like, you know, what's going to happen to all your stuff that you have in the, the original game? Is that stuff going to transfer over? Is that stuff just tied to gone. that game in particular? Is it gone? Like, a lot of people have a lot of stuff built into that video game. So, like, do you just make them all mad and be like, not sorry about your luck. We got new stuff coming in. Or do you allow them to carry all that stuff over? Because they do have, like, the SIF ID system and everything. So, right. There's potential for that. But, yeah, this was basically just, hey, we're making this and that's it. Not a whole lot of anything else other than it's a game, and then I guess like there's gonna be new story with it, which is, which is probably a good thing because you know, like a lot of the SIF stories are just like not really there anymore. It's like you get a little bit of event stories, and that's basically it nowadays, if that. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, we got like a little bit of a story just recently with um, Leela, but mm-hmm. not not a whole lot. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this this all shapes out, and when they decide to put forth new information. Because I'm guessing this is coming out next year? Question mark? Because again, they didn't even give out like a release window or a date or anything. So it's all just up in the air at this moment. Other than just, hey, we're making it. So it, yeah. Yep, it exists. It's a. It's interesting to say the least what a weird thing to announce i i will tell you um and you won't be surprised by this um people are hardcore doom posting about all stars now I mean, they've been doom posting about all stars forever like i don't think the idea of a new esquadal festival puts that game in jeopardy or anything yeah like these are these have clearly been two separate games and they have made it so like they are two different games you play like even like when they were announcing all-stars they're like this is a separate game you play from squadal festival this is not a rhythm game like squadal festival it's 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 a completely completely different different thing it is a rhythm action rpg game that they i think whatever the weird thing they described as but like yeah they've always tried to classify like these are two very different games you can play not one is one is going to take over the other or vice versa so nope but I feel like they've everyone. Anytime there's like an announcement of anything game related, there's like, oh, All Stars is dead. Yep. We're gonna let's, let's shovel the dirt on it already. <laughs> but yeah, uh, weird thing. That's that's about all I think we can say. It's just weird announcement. <laughs> it is very very odd, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, I won't know what to think until we see more about it. But it was just exactly. like. Okay. Uh, I will say, though, I am disappointed that it's not 
what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's that's a give those girls better writing, <laughs> please. God, please, please. <laughs> the, 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 Al, the salty sob is is for another podcast. <laughs> Go listen to Jared and Al watch if you want to. You want to hear some salty Al in the did, last did, couple of episodes. <laughs> did that? Uh, did did me saying that get caught on there? Or did no? Uh... That was after we stopped recording. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. But yeah, that's 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 for the other podcast. But yeah, as I have two is a thing. Interesting. That that sure is a word for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, do you want to talk about Monk? Return to Monk. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've had some interesting things to say about this video game. Or at least, I guess, more specifically, the ending of this video game. Yes, that that is... Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess for some context, um, I played like the original Monkey Island mm-hmm. when it when it came out. Um, showing Thanks, showing honestly showing the age here. <laughs> um, when did that come out? What year did that come out? Like ninety. So I assume I wasn't very good at it at the time. Um, but anyway, I I played I played these on my my personal computer when I was a small child, mm-hmm. and I remember them being like very like funny games, and that like they were they were like charming in a way, and it was like my first really big adventure into like point and clicks right i don't know if i ever beat them i can't remember it's been so long um but i i have not played any of the ones like in between that which were like they were telltale games they were okay i heard some stuff about that i like i i know of this of the series i've not played any of the games that's my extent of my knowledge of the Monkey Island stuff. It's just like, I know they exist <laughs> and yeah, people like them a lot. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, you probably also know like that they were huge because of LucasArts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was the big part of this is that they were LucasArts games. So it's mm-hmm. like, whoa. Thanks, George Lucas. I mean, they he did get a very special thanks at the end. Very special. Um, So yeah, this is technically the sixth game (laughs) good lord yeah um so i've missed a chunk i don't feel like i actually like missed any story per se like i i jumped in and i was like all right i know what's going on like there are a few things i wasn't 100 percent sure about but i was just like "Eh, it's probably because i don't remember things i think from what i've heard is that like a lot of this takes place like before the tale, like it kind of is a continuation before the Telltale games, but they also reference the Telltale games in it. That makes sense. Um, because this one, according to the Wikipedia, begins right at the end of the second game. Right. So. 
but it says that the ones that come after it are canonical still, so I don't know how all that works. But anyway. Um, Canon is fake, and you can make it whatever you want. Well, <laughs> that's that's interesting that you would bring that up. <laughs> interesting that you would bring that up. Um, yeah, I I don't know where to start on this. Um, should we talk about like some development and stuff? Sure. You have the Wikipedia page up, or do you want me to do it? I can pull it up if you want. Okay. If you want me to read from the Wikipedia. Your voice is better than mine. That's a lie. No, it's truth. You say good things. This was made in the Dinky Engine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real good engine title. Dinky. All right, where is development? What all do you want me to read? Um, we'll start with the original open production, origin in production. Sorry, not the original production. Okay. My ears hurt. Ron Gilbert, the creator of the Monkey Island series, worked on the first two Monkey Island games before leaving the development company LucasArts in 1992. He often dreamt of making a new Monkey Island game, but he did not own the IP rights. Further Monkey Island games were developed without Gilbert by LucasArts and Telltale Games. In 2012, the Walt Disney Company acquired the rights to Monkey Island when it purchased Lucasfilm. At PAX 2019, Nigel Lowry, founder of Devolver Digital, mentioned to Gilbert that he knew John Drake, wow, <laughs> who was in charge of licensing at Disney. Shout out John Drake. What a dude. Uh, Drake wanted to approach Disney about a new Monkey Island game. In December, Gilbert invited Dave Grossman, who had worked on the first two Monkey Island games, to work on a new installment. Gilbert and Grossman... Installments misspelled there. I need to fix that. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, no. The wiki editor is back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gilbert and Grossman met in Seattle in January 2020 to discuss ideas and felt confident that they could create a good game. Lowry approached Drake to pitch the game and Disney was willing to talk about it. Gilbert had lengthy conversations with Disney to make sure his team would have creative freedom allowing him to build the game I wanted to build. Return to Monkey Island was developed for two years in secrecy. Gilbert said, I did not tell anybody. If you were not actually working on this project, you didn't know about it. I didn't tell my best friend. I didn't tell my mother. I didn't tell my sister. <laughs> the team worked remotely during the COVID-19 pandemic. At its peak, the development team consisted of 25 people. Compared to Thimbleweed Park, Gilbert's previous commercial game, the team working on Return to Monkey Island was bigger, mainly because there were more artists on staff, such as animators and a dedicated storyboard artist. I did remember that, like, this game got announced and everyone was just like, yo, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. What? <laughs> For some reason, I thought this was like a Kickstarter game, but no, it was just like, they just dropped an announcement and everyone was like, huh? Yep. Excuse me? Huh? All right, I fixed the spelling of installment. Hey, good job. We, we can go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the writing real quick. Okay. It was important to Gilbert that Return to Monkey Island picked up exactly after the ending of Monkey Island 2, which is a cliffhanger showing Guybrush as a child at an amusement park. He stated, I left Lucasfilm right after that and never resolved it. Further games did their best, but we wanted to tackle it head on. Despite this, the game is not intended to be a sequel to Monkey Island 2, and Gilbert defines its temporal position in the series as amorphous. There you go. Gilbert and Grossman discussed if and how the game should embrace the events of the other games of the series, and they found a way to keep them all canonical. The developer's general philosophy was to adhere to the existing canon as much as possible of two caveats. It can be difficult to keep track of all the details in, in canonicity. Canonicity? Canonicity. Okay. We, canon and canonical. Like, why is it? Why can't it just be canonical? <laughs> why do you got to make words sound different when it's the <laughs> same word? English. Yeah. Uh, that can sometimes prevent a good story from being told, so whenever True. something didn't fit, they would simply ignore it. Nice. 
Uh, Gilbert wanted the game to be a solid pirate adventure. He felt like some of the past Monkey Island games had gone a little too far into the silly territory, and he wanted the new game to just be a pirate adventure, focusing on Guybrush sailing the seas and visiting islands. This mm. became a cornerstone of what he wanted to achieve. Mm. Unlike the Exemptiporn... It's Who wrote this? Exemptiporneous approach to writing that Grossman had early in his career, he now did things in more stages, working from the top down. He began with planning the big aspects and then moved on to the smaller details. To do this, he did a thumbnail press, thumbnail pass where he tried to go through quickly and scribble, scribble out of the entire game. During this process, jokes pop into his head, which he made note of. He believed that by taking this approach, it would preserve the freshness of humor without sacrificing the planning that was needed and guiding other aspects of the game, such as artwork and puzzle design. <sighs> words. Like I said, who wrote this? I don't know. They decided we need big words here. <laughs> Sounds smart. Here's the art of the game. Uh, the art style differs from previous Monkey Island games. The team considered using pixel art but did not want to make a throwback game. Gilbert said that they had a lot more freedom and flexibility to not make it a pixel art game. Searching for an art director, Gilbert recalled a drawing of a stylized guybrush sent to him by the artist Rex Crowley in 20 2007 and discovered that Crowley had been a designer on the game Little Big Planet and the art director of Double Fine's Night and Bikes. I don't remember that being a game at all. I don't either. What? What? I've played a lot of Double Fine games. When did this come out? Inspired by the Goonies and Secret of Mana. How did I not 2019, so it's like relatively recent, I guess. If it's inspired by the Goonies and Secret of Mana, I need to play this. Also, it's cooperative. Like, if it has any kind of... Co oh, man. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Gilbert hired Crowley to create an innovative style for Return to Monkey Island as the art director. Crowley, who played The Secret of Monkey Island as a child, took inspiration from other Monkey Island, Monkey Island games and other 1990s LucasArts games such as Day of the Tentacle. For Return to Monkey Island, he defined a style reminiscent of a picture book or a pop-up book because it matched well with the main topics of the game. We've taken something from all of the games while making something new and specifically tailored to this story that Ron Gilbert and David Grossman wanted to tell. An art style has to connect with the core themes of the game you're making. It's not an interchangeable thing you apply like a Photoshop filter, and for this adventure, a picture book style was the right fit. Uh, let's talk about music and voice acting. Okay. Composers Michael Land, Peter McConnell, and Clint Baja Kian, who already worked on previous installments of the Monkey Island franchise, were hired to compose the game's soundtrack. In an interview with Adventure Gamers, David Grossman pointed out how easy it was to work with musicians who already knew the franchise very well. Having them back for the sequel was beneficial because they were already familiar with what was expected of them. The rest of the team could simply sit back and watch them create, knowing that they would deliver quality work. Dominic Armato, the voice actor for Guy Bush Threepwood in the previous games, was signed on to reprise the role and was happy to accept the offer. Gilbert met with Armado to have a chat about an unspecified new game, and the voice actor was baffled when he discovered that the game in question was a Monkey Island game. We got together, we had coffee, and I think he was very interested in the new game, almost kind of wondering whether maybe he could have a voice part in it. And then I told him it was a new Monkey Island, and he was just floored. <laughs> uh, Alexandra Boyd and Denny Delk returned to voice Elaine and Murray the Talking Skull. Errol, Earl Bowen, the original voice of LeChuck, had retired from voice acting in 2017 and gave the developers his blessing to recast the role. Jess Harnell provided the new voice. And your favorite person, Neil Druckmann, co-president of Naughty Dog, has a voice cameo in the game. Blech. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know who he is, but I hate that character automatically. <laughs> Technical design. Uh, the team spent time making Mon Return to Monkey Island enjoyable with a controller without making the experience worse for players who use a mouse, which point-and-click adventure games typically use. One of the goals was not distracting or detracting from, the from what the mouse play is. 
The user interface dif differs from the clickable verbs of the pop-up item action menu of the Cursor Monkey Island. When the cursor steps, stops over a screen hotspot, a brief message of what Guybrush is thinking appears, suggesting the action he will take if the player clicks. Gilbert revamped the game engine he used for Thimbleweed Park. The development of his free game, Dolores, a Thimbleweed Park mini-adventure released in May 2020, worked as a testbed for the new engine. The developers added the ability to do camera zooms, pan, zooms, pans, and pulls to draw attention to specific elements, which would have been difficult in the early 1990s. Pause. Okay, so in terms of this whole user interface thing, I played it on the Switch. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> like, it is stupidly unintuitive and like takes forever to actually do the thing that you're trying to do because you have to like open up your inventory thing you have to like click on it with a button but then like drag it out and then put it wherever you want to put it and it, it it takes forever and it's so non-intuitive I got really annoyed by it many many times we'll just plug in a mouse to your switch and you'll be good yeah unpause continue <laughs> Uh, here's a bit about the marketing. Uh, on April Fool's Day 2022, Gilbert announced on his blog that he was working on a Monkey Island game surprising the industry. <laughs> what a way to announce it. On April 4th, Devolver Digital published a teaser video on their YouTube channel and opened the official website. The website was updated in June to show an example of the game's dialogue-based gameplay. Visitors could ask Stan, a regular character in a series, about the new game. The game was advertised on the official website as the ex exciting conclusion of the Monkey Island series, which led to speculation as to whether it would be the final chapter in the series. This was refuted when the developers described it as marketing text not written by them. <laughs> uh, starting from July 11th, Gilbert and Grossman shared on Twitter a video clip of the game every Monday calling the initiative Monkey Island Monday. <laughs> uh, the clips revealed new locations, new characters, and the how the dialogue system and part of the user interface looked. The game was released on September 19th, 2022, which co coincided with International Talk Like a Pirate Day, of course. Mm. Pre-orders were opened on Steam and Nintendo eShop. As a pre-order bonus, players would get an in-game horse armor item that stays in their inventory and has no function, a humorous reference to a controversial DLC for the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. I forgot about the horse armor. I didn't pre-order it, so I didn't get that. Dang. Sorry. Missing out. I know. So yeah, there's your development of this video game. Yeah, um, and it seems like it generally got decent reviews, like looking at their review reception section down there. Like, yeah, it, it, the Metacritic oh. has it, the Switch has an 84 out of 100, and the PC has an 87 out of 100. That's not bad. No. Um, so, this sure is a video game. All right. Um... <laughs> Like I said, the, the interface of it's terrible. Like, it absolutely is terrible. I wish they had come up with a better way to, like, give that point-and-click feel, but, like, modernize it to the point that it's not miserable to play. Mm -hmm. If you had played this on PC, you probably would have been way better or way more okay with it. Probably. Except for the fact that I would have been playing it on PC, and I would have been mad about that. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, um, you start this game and you're you're playing as little little kid version of of Guybrush, um, with his friend Chucky, but he is called Boybrush, which is a, a good name. Um, and basically you're just like a little menace, 
you're like running around you you dig through the toilet to get some money but it's fake money that you then pass off to get like some gross hot dog things you're in a theme park um you like are teasing this one couple acting like they're your parents and they're not and they're getting real mad at you Eventually, as Boy Brush, like you walk over and you you see your dad, who is actually Guy Brush, who's sitting on a bench, and he's like, "Let me tell you a story about how I was going back to find the secret of Monkey Island." So that's how we are framing this whole thing: is that we are in a theme park. He's going to tell his son about him going back, return to Monkey Island, if you if you will. So. Um, he finds out that, like, LeChuck is, is going back to find the secret, so he's got to go back to find the secret. Um, there's some, like, clever things that happen here, and I, I, I definitely give the game credit, like, a lot of the jokes in the writing are really well done. The writing in terms of, like, interactions with characters, let me clarify. <laughs> um... I don't know, like, do I just go straight to the fact of why I'm mad at this game? You can if you want. So it is a lot of what they were saying. Like, you you do a lot of, like, exploration and um, sailing around. You're, you're on Melee Island for a bit. You go to Terror Island for a bit. There's a new place called Bermuda, which is pretty funny. It's a nice island. Um... Your your wife Elaine is trying to um, market out limes to prevent scurvy, and she has like her own little lime island, and nobody wants to take the limes until you like market them properly, um, in a way that makes them sound like cool, and they'll make you lose weight, and make your hair awesome, and all kinds of fun stuff, and also maybe potentially prevent scurvy. Um, so. The whole idea of this is that at one point, like, Guybrush passes himself off as a crew member on LeChuck's ship so that he could get to Monkey Island because he, um, he couldn't get a ship on his own. Um, gets thrown off, of course. Um, he can hold his breath for eight minutes. That's a recurring joke um and so eventually he does end up on monkey island there are these three new pirates who are like the new pirate leaders the old pirate leaders are um now running a fish shop sure um and so these these new guys are bad news and like they they also want to find the secret and they want you to work with them and everybody wants to betray everybody and um, it's a chaotic mess and Murray the Talking Skull is there and salty at you but also he doesn't know that you're the one that flattened him because you were disguised as a zombie because um, yeah he does get flattened at one point so you end up at Monkey Island um, but you end up like thrown off a cliff which is not good and you find out that, like, the actual secret of Monkey Island is back on Melee in a safe that 
the like I I don't know exactly what they call her. Um I feel like it's probably not yeah, they they call her a voodoo lady, which I feel a little uncomfortable about, but um anyway, there's a safe there and that's where the secret lies. Um you get to sail around a whole lot more and collect five or six keys. I don't remember at this point. Um, so you have to solve a bunch of different little five keys. Um, you have to solve little puzzles to to find all these keys. And eventually, um, which I, I guess it should be mentioned that like the whole time that you're getting these keys, you're just causing problems everywhere. Um, like you, you leave Amanda die in a cave with no light. Um, you overthrow a monarch at one point. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then you you tell the the town like, all right, cool. Like, you are now the leaders of this this place. Have fun. Like, woo. Um, which causes uh chaos, which shouldn't, cause like, heck yeah, get rid of that monarchy. Um. Anyway, you, you you destroy a lot of things. It's pretty cool. Um, but eventually you do get to open the, the safe. And there is another locked thing inside. Like a locked chest. A locked golden chest. Um, well, Chuck takes it from you. And turns out that you have to do a ritual at Monkey Island in order to open it. So, hey, guess what? We're going back to Monkey Island. Um... The whole time that you're going back to Monkey Island, your your wife Elaine is like, buddy, you did a lot of bad stuff to get here. Is it actually going to live up to expectations? Like, is it going to be worth it? And he's like, yes, yes, it's it's the secret. I, I need it. I need to do this. Um, You have to, like, go beneath Monkey Island. There's all these, like, weird, puzzly things you have to do. Um, and the funny thing about this is that, like, as you're going through all this, LeChuck is just, like, cursing himself because he's like, I'm terrible at puzzles. <laughs> um, it's like, nice. Um, and so you're, you're, like, going down there, you're solving all these puzzles, you open up a, a, a door at the bottom when you're following LeChuck, um, to try and get the secret, and when you open up the door... Um, you're back on Melee? Yes, you're back on, on the island. Um, the beginning island. Um, and you find out that it was a theme park, a pirate-themed theme park that Guybrush goes to all the time. Everybody else has been, like, animatronics or, like, cardboard cutouts and all this. Um, like, Sam gives you the keys. Is like, yo, dude, like, can you lock up? Like, turn off the lights. I gotta go. Like, come on. Um, you can, you can actually, like, go and get the key and open up the chest. And, um, it's basically one of those, like, I did da-da-da-da-da and all I've got is this stupid t-shirt type thing. <laughs> Uh, I think it's like I, I I got the secret of Monkey Island and that's all I got. It, all it was was a stupid T-shirt, um, you know, whatever that that that's the secret. Um, 
And then Elaine asks, like, hey, are you ready to go? And, you know, you, you leave after you shut down the park and leave and go with your wife. Um, and then remembering at the very beginning, like, you started this in a theme park as his son. Mm-hmm. And um, then when you like go back to him talking to him on the bench, your son's like, "No, that that's not that's not true. Like, no, that there's no way that's true. That's stupid. Why would you do that?" Um, but like, there's no actual explanation on whether or not that is actually what happened. Like, I I, I do appreciate that one of the choices was like the real secret was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> um, a- apparently, depending on what you pick at the end, you get like a different post credit scene i don't know what mine's supposed to imply um because i just picked like yeah that was the truth um and my post credit scene was like somebody passing tickets across um like a counter so i don't know if that's implying like he's going back to do this adventure again on his own or like what what or with this kid i don't know like what what is that um but then Elaine does also like come up and say like, "Hey, I found a new treasure map." Um, so it's it's a weird situation because I'm like, it's is it implying that like none of this is actually ever happening with Monkey Island that all of it has always been a pirate themed park, or is this like some kind of post? like monkey island thing that like monkey island got popular enough that like a theme park was built off of it and Guybrush just kind of like goes back to relive his glory days like what what is happening here and it's it's just kind of like thrown out of there with like no real warning and i think that it was like an attempt at like a subversion and being clever and all but i'm just not sure that it worked Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just don't like it. I don't know. Like, I can't figure out what I think about it because it's so bizarre to play through this whole pirate adventure thing. And then you get to the end, it's like, oh, he's just playing a pirate at a theme park. Maybe. I mean, he is in this story for sure. And this particular game. But, like, what does that mean for you know what it reminds me of? And you're going to be so mad at me for making this comparison. Europa V3. Yeah, but I don't think this one is like making fun of you for enjoying the games. It's not as egregious as that. I mean, it has because... like that kind of subversion style ending, but yeah, I don't think like this one is like as bad, but like I understand how you could make that comparison. Okay, but nothing could be as bad as V3. Nothing. Right, 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 right. Literally nothing could be that bad. Um, But, like, the whole idea of, like, well, how do we just kind of, like, throw it in your face that you're playing this kind of game? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, how do we just make another one of these kinds of games to make it fun? Like, we have to, like, do a weird plot twist for some reason and I, I don't I don't know why I don't get why 
I don't know. Like I said, I've been stewing on this and you know that I've been stewing on this because I've told you multiple times throughout the weekend, like, I don't know what to think about this game. Right. And I still don't know what to think about this game. Like, it definitely has good moments and I, I had some fun with it. Um, But I'm just not sure if, like... The ending hit with you. Right. It just made everything feel pointless. And I feel like if there had been some kind of, like, crumbs along the way that had led to this, then sure. But, like, the only hint that you get at all is the fact that, like, if you go in that alley in the very beginning, you cannot get in that door. And he's just like, huh, that's weird. But, like, the door leads to the bottom of Monkey Island, apparently. I don't know. It, it's... It sure is a thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, well... Does he just, like, neglect his child to go hang out and do this, like, secret pirate theme park every time and like because like there's a weird thing at the very beginning like i said you have to like find fake money so that you can like get a weird like hot dog thing and it's like is he not feeding his child like what is <laughs> what is happening here and then like elaine comes up at the end and says like oh i've got the new treasure map and it's like what does that mean who's telling the truth is there is there a different theme park? Like I don't know, is this like the equivalent of like Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure that like the new treasure map goes to the other area? Like or is it like piracy? I what I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know what they're trying to tell me here. And I think that like Again, the, the post-credit scene is just like handing tickets over. So I'm thinking that that would imply that he's just going to keep doing it over and over again, which feels kind of sad. Because like you have this like highly delusional man at this point who's making these like crazy pirate stories in his head and like potentially not feeding his child so that he can repeatedly go on these pirate adventures like that's a weird delusion that somebody needs to go to therapy for as opposed to this being like this is the the golden age of piracy in the 1600s and the 1700s and we're doing goofy pirate things like no no this just became dark I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I've been stewing on this and I've been trying to figure out like, what am I going to say on this podcast? And right now I'm just kind of shooting from the hip because I don't know. What do you think? Sounds like a video game to me. <laughs> I sure did play a video game. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I do think, like, the art style is actually very good. The music is, you know, your your pirate music. And it's generic pirate music. Um, 
a lot of the puzzles are fun. I, I appreciate that there was a casual mode because it was like, I ain't got time to go through a bunch of nonsense. Um, there is a, a nice system in there that um, they worked in a a plot reason why you would have a hint book, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get stuck, you can just click on it and it'll give you, like, hints like vague hints up until the point that they're like, this is what you need to do. Um, if you like get really, really stuck, um, you just keep going through the hints. But um, so that was cool that they were like, all right, you know, it, it's it's a puzzle game. People are inevitably going to get stuck. Like, let's just work it in as a system in the game that like makes sense canonically that someone could go in there and get help. Um. I don't know, man. I mean, it's okay to not know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have the answer. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. You gotta go read the secret book, and then you'll, you'll understand it all. Then it'll, everything will come to you. Wait, isn't that one that was like Oprah or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah that. <laughs> oh God, no, thank you, no, thank you. <laughs> Oof, it's like wine mom book. Mm-hmm. Right, Cam? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't born. I don't know. That's it. That's all I got. I'm I'm confused and I I still don't know if I actually like this game or not. I I don't know. One day you might figure that out. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm putting it on the list of things that I've played this year to see if maybe at the end of the year I think differently about it. I mean, it. it is a game you played this year. It is a game that I played this year. Um. Yeah. I I think one of the things that I appreciate most about this is the fact that they're like here's boy brush <laughs> like here guy brush and boy brush what a name right like chucky's supposed to be like lechuck it was funny but boy brushes it's pretty legit return to monk Return to Monk. All right. Well, that is uh, that is the return to Monkey Island. Yep. It left Al very confused. Yeah, it did. I'm sorry. I had nothing to be sorry for. <gasps> These things happen. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.Cool so you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at AnimeCheckup. You can find our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. 
Mm-hmm. Next week, we continue our March through October. Oh, God, this is going up on October, isn't it? It is the first. Today is the first oh. of October. Oh, my God. We'll continue our March through October of talking about something. I don't know. It'll be something. Mm-hmm. 